RTL Original Podcast. Taking inspiration from the iconic Blur smash hit of the same name, this pod will take a look at some of the greatest records of all time and argue why their second track is more often than not that album's best. Join me, Stephen Steps Low, for a look at some of the best and sometimes worst second songs of all time. For our very first deep dive, we step into the world of Nirvana's In Bloom. Released as the fourth and final single from the world straddling Nevermind in 1992, In Bloom saw Nirvana and indeed Kurt Cobain occupying a completely different musical space than they had 12 or 18 months previous. Nirvana had gone from spit and sawdust pubs and clubs to the cover of Rolling Stone. Their rise was swift, and only the eyebrows of those who clung to true punk credentials got higher quicker. In Bloom as a rough-cut demo was the track that secured mainstream label backing. Originally, it was slated for release as an EP on Sub Pop, the indie label that had released Bleach, and was supposed to lead the track listing on Nevermind before Smells Like was pushed up the order. Though it was Smells Like Teen Spirit that would go on to be the track that resulted in millions of smiley tees being worn by anyone and everyone who had a passing interest in the Seattle Misfits, In Bloom was in part a rebuttal to that song's success. Cobain was always at odds with selling out and the commercial success of Nevermind weighed heavily on his fragile psyche. It goes some way to explain why Cobain would take what appears to be a simple pop formula, i.e. quiet loud verse chorus, and attach it to a non-functional harmony, more often found in classical and jazz compositions, but also the target of the lyrics contained within the sleeve notes. Cobain's lyrical style is politely described as vague. More scholarly folk point toward a William Burroughs cut-and-paste approach, allowing for many viewpoints on any specific couplet. The most talked about being, he's the one who likes all our pretty songs, and likes to sing along, and he likes to shoot his gun, but he knows not what it means. The most common theory on these words is that Cobain was frustrated at the irony of the jock culture he so despised and avoided was now forming a large portion of the ticket-buying gig-goers. It is ambiguous enough that it could, could, reference one individual without risking cutting off the collective nose to spite the face. Krist Novoselic remembers the early demos sounding more like bad brains than the finished article does, but once producer Butch Vig had sprinkled a little more of the pop magic on it, the template for the all-conquering Nirvana sound was found. Vig has spoken at length regarding the difficulties in getting Cobain to be consistent in the studio. There would be good days and bad days. 
There were days that were both, with Kurt's insecurities putting paid to a series of sessions. Kurt would push his vocals too far and too often, and the dichotomy of punk and perfection left him feeling hollow. For someone such as myself, 13 years old and 11 years old having first heard Nirvana, the lyrics and the power hit like nothing else had done before. I would go on to devour all of Nirvana, though sadly never experiencing them live, but in Bloom connected with me more than any other track from Nevermind save perhaps for Drain You. Not only is In Bloom perhaps the best song two there has ever been, but it also forms one of the best opening trios of all time, sandwiched as it is between Teen Spirit and the excellent Come As You Are. As history now states, the irony of the lyrics, the timing of the release and the subsequent prescience of these factors adds a whole new dynamic to what is arguably the quintessential Nirvana cut. For research on this article, we read Stereogum's In Theory series, visited You Discover Music, read plethoras of Rolling Stone articles, and also had a little look at Kerrang! Join us next time for yet another Song 2 in this ongoing series. Be sure to write a review, pop in a rating, and of course let us know what your favourite Song 2s are. I've been Stephen Lowe, this has been Song 2 for RTL Today Radio. Yeah.